Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the fourth episode of the Chronicles of Nadia. I'm recording today from my parents' house with about six dogs surrounding me this morning. So um, I do apologize in advance if you hear any barking or scruffling or whatever it may be. Um, And it's a very cold and windy Johannesburg this morning. So yeah, we're nice and cozy inside. Um, So today we're going to be discussing dreams and dream interpretation. I think it's a really interesting topic and you know how it came about was that I've been having these recurring dreams and I was just wondering what they meant and, and why I was having the same particular dream over and over and that started sparking a conversation about dreams and dream interpretation and all sorts of types of dreams that someone or a person could have. So Grab a glass of wine or a coffee or whatever you want and sit back, relax and join us on this conversation. And yeah, let's dive right in. So I wanted to start off the episode by sort of explaining why I was feeling this need to explore dreams and the meanings of dreams more. And it was that I kept over the last, I think, like four three months I keep waking up from this recurring dream and the most frustrating thing of all was that I couldn't really put my finger on what exactly the dream was about but it left me very uneasy and it left me feeling almost like I've been somewhere else before that I can't place I can't place the situation and I can't place the environment But I feel like I've experienced and been there. But it's completely, it's almost a completely dystopian world to the world that we live in. And for an entire day after I had that dream, I'd be bothered. I'd have a feeling of being bothered. And and, and this feeling of being really uneasy about something. And, you know, it left me wondering and being more conscious about why I am having this recurring dream. Because... It can't come from nowhere. It has to mean something. And, you know, it's maybe trying to, you know, my body and my mind is maybe trying to give me some sort of message. Um, so I started, started doing some research on the topic. And um, I want to share with you guys some of the findings um, and some of the interesting things people have said online about dreams and recurring dreams and nightmares and things like, um, you know, what, what lucid dreaming is and what your stages of dreaming are and things like that. So yeah, let me give you a bit of insight into what I've learned over the last few weeks. So one of the really interesting things that I found about recurring dreams and nightmares. um, So nightmares and recurring dreams, sometimes your recurring dreams can be not scary for lack of a better word, but you know, they're recurring and that causes a bother within you. So they do fall sometimes under the same sort of classification as nightmares and what it's saying is that there's something in your life that you've not acknowledged or that you've not dealt with it's causing stress and anxiety and fear and these dreams keep repeating themselves because the issue is not being resolved and the theory is that people who experience recurring dreams of some sort of trauma or something that they're dealing with currently um, that is causing this issue so 
what I take from that is it's not always um, the content of the dream that's necessarily important. It is that it is happening frequently. And nightmares are very similar to that as well. Nightmares are something that is causing you stress, fear and anxiety. And it comes from a place either from a traumatic event or from something that's not being dealt with. Sometimes they do say sometimes that nightmares are... Um, are caused by certain medications um, so that that can be be something that happens but what I found really interesting from just this little bit of research that I did on the recurring dreams is that it makes so much sense um, you know the last four months in South Africa and around the world has been massively traumatic to to people and individuals and communities in terms of a global pandemic that I think I think a lot of us never thought that we would deal with something like that in our entire lives um, if you look at the Spanish flu of 1918 you know I hadn't really ever spent more more than a second thinking about it because it was so far removed from my reality and guess what we're sitting in a global pandemic very similar to to that of 1918 and you know it's caused massive trauma it's caused massive stress it's it's taken you know mine and so many others anxiety levels from zero to hero and um, so when I did a little bit of research on why I'm having these strange dreams over and over where I keep dreaming that I'm in the same place doing the same thing with the same people in the same environment, but it's the strangest environment I've ever been in. Um, and reading the research, it made so much sense. And, um, you know, what I want to experiment is whether if I do really consciously make an effort to change my anxiety levels and my stress levels and to cope with the situation better, if these dreams will change or improve or get better. So... That was something that I thought was really relevant to myself. And I hope that, you know, by you guys listening to this can get a little bit of clarity if you do have recurring dreams or nightmares. The next thing I thought that would be super interesting to delve into is, you know, the fact that so many people around the world have the same dreams. And, you know, it, there has to be a reason why there are certain dreams that are so common amongst the general population um, you know so I wanted to delve into the 10 of the most common dreams and their meanings so the one dream the first dream is where someone is being um, where you're being chased by someone or something and it indicates that you're avoiding an issue in your life instead of addressing them um, so if you think about the dream and you think about what it symbolizes it makes a lot of sense that that's what it means. It means that you're running away from an issue or a person or a situation. Your brain is then trying to send you a message that you need to address the problem. Um, and again, it's very much goes back to what we said in the segment about the recurring dreams before. It's your brain trying to almost repair the situation for you. It's trying to make you cognizant of a situation that's going on so I thought that was really interesting so the second one is the falling dream and I know I've had these many many times um, the falling dream is absolutely terrifying and it is yeah it, it's one of those that you really dread having but it's sometimes just happens and quick fact did you know that if you die in your dream so if you had to really die in your dream 
you would die in real life. Your heart would actually stop. That's why when you fall off a cliff or a building or whatever, you actually never see or never experience yourself dying because if you did, um, you'd actually die, which is, I thought, quite a cool, um, quite a cool little fact. But a falling dream is, again, a dream that signifies anxiety and loss of control in your life. Um, and again, um, some of the trends that you're seeing throughout the whole dream thing is that you often dream about things that bother you in real life and in your waking life. It's the things that really sit on your mind that I think you, you, a lot of us just put to the side and don't really deal with. And, um, you know, then when you dream, you don't have control over what your brain is going to make you aware of. And those issues and the trauma and the anxiety is then what comes into being. The next one is uh, the naked dream. So if you think about being naked in front of a group of people or your peers in real life, it would symbolize um, or you would really be uh, humiliated, you'd be vulnerable, you'd feel shameful. So it makes sense that if you're dreaming that you're naked in front of people, there are those things of insecurity in your life, um, that something is humiliating you, that you're feeling vulnerable in certain aspects of your life. Um, it also, on the other spectrum of it, depending on the environment mm -hmm. that you're dreaming about being naked, it could be a becoming of a liberation um, and a, a feeling of freedom um, if you do embrace that that side of it. And it depends on the dream. So that is... That's one that I haven't really dreamt, but I know it is a quite a quite a common one. Then the next one is the dreaming about failing your exams. So I must say I haven't really experienced this many times, but apparently it is one of the most common dreams, especially um, within students. The next one is one that I've always wondered about because I have dreamt that and I think a lot of people have and <clears throat> in movies they do also, they do touch on this quite a bit and it's where you dream that you're waking up but you're not because you're still in the dream and it usually occurs in the morning hours um, when you're dreaming and it's when you're nearly awake but not quite. Um, in this dream, you think you've woken up and you start going about your daily routine, brushing your teeth, checking your phone, getting dressed, eating breakfast. These, these dreams usually happen when you're extremely worried about the upcoming day and you want to be fully prepared. So again, I think from doing all this research and from just reading these articles, it's it's become clear that your dreams, as soon as you just start thinking about them, it's really common sense what they're trying to tell you. You know, if, you, if you're getting up in your dream before you're supposed to get up and you're still sleeping, it means that you're worried about that day, that day needs to go well. So I thought that was quite an interesting one. I haven't quite dreamt to the extent of actually literally getting ready, but apparently it happens. The, the next one is the snake dream. So it's to see a snake or be bitten by one in your dream signifies hidden fears and worries that are threatening you. Um, your dream may be alerting you to something in your waking life that you're not aware of or that has not yet surfaced. So this is quite an interesting one because it's your subconscious mind actually trying to warn you against something that in your waking life you might not be um, aware of. So 
that's quite an interesting one. I must say, I haven't personally experienced that um, because maybe I guess I do. Um, I do find things out pretty quickly, and I do sort of stop them in their tracks before they hurt me. But um, yeah, so I thought that was quite interesting. A snake can also be seen as phallic, though. Um, so it can be fears about sexuality, forbidden sexuality, dangers around your sex sexuality, and dangers around sex. Um, and so, so that could be, you know, anything from questioning your sexuality, maybe being abused in the past sexually, anything like that could, could be the case. It depends on the context of, again, of the snake within your dream. Um, so yeah, that was quite an interesting one. I really, really enjoyed reading up about that one. The next one is the flying dreams. So where you think, so this is quite an awesome one. And I think all of us have dreamed at one point or at some stage in our life that we're flying. And this is quite a happy and a pleasant dream. Um, this is quite exciting. These dreams usually happen while while it's in the lucid phase of the dreams. Um, so that is where you're quite aware that you're dreaming. Lucid dreams means that you're, you know, aware that you're dreaming. Um, and it's just an enjoyment of being free and living up to your your being and, and that. So I thought flying dreams is quite, it's one of the ones I think... There's so many negative things, and I don't know why, but we dream quite negatively and the flying dream is quite nice. Um, this one, the next one is a very interesting one. It's one that I have dreamed and it's so frustrating and it's the dream where you can't run. And it's no matter how, how hard you try, you just can't run. Um, your life depends on running, but somehow you're either running in slow motion and it feels like you're trying to run and there's like a barrier um, this dream is said to occur when you're suffering from low self-esteem or lack of confidence. Um, so I can definitely relate to that. And I think a lot of people can because, you know, most people somewhere in their life cycle goes through, you know, self-confidence issues and you think you're not good enough and people make you feel like you're not good enough. And yeah, the running dream, it's it's not a nice one. It's an awful feeling, but, you know, it is what it is. Then the dreaming that you're dead. Um, so as I've said before, if you actually do dream that you're dead um, or if you dream that you're, you're alive and then you die, you actually do die in this. But this is where you're actually dreaming that you are a dead person. Um, so to see or to talk to the dead in your dreams forewarns you um, that you're being influenced by negative people. So that's quite an interesting one. On the other hand, it may also be a way for you to resolve your feelings with those who have passed on. If you dream of a person who has died a long time ago, then it may suggest that a current situation or relationship in your life resembles the quality of that deceased person. So that's super interesting um, that someone in your in your waking life is reminding you of someone that has passed in your life. Um, so yeah, dreaming of like being part of the dead or um, dreaming of the dead is the is the second last most common dream. Then the 10th most common dream is the dreaming of a murderer. So it's either that you dream that you've committed a murder or that you're experiencing someone murdering someone. It's usually a subconscious expression of some repressed aggression or rage at yourself or at someone. Again, 
if you think of the feelings and the thoughts around murdering and someone being murdered or someone murdering someone else, then the dream again is quite common sense, you know. It makes sense that that is what it symbolizes. Um, if you dream that you're witnessing a murder, for instance, it indicates a deep-seated anger towards somebody. Um, if you're dreaming that you are being murdered, it suggests that some important and significant relationship has been severed. Um, so it's literally, you know, if you're dying in a dream or somebody's killing you, it means that a relationship in your real life is being killed or dying. Um, so yeah, those are the 10 most common dreams amongst people around the world. I thought they were super interesting and super helpful for me to become more aware when I do dream those things and what they might mean. And from a psychological perspective, it's so important to then try and fix what is causing that because, you know, that means that there are, you know, there are faults in your life. There are things in your life that are bothering you that needs to be fixed. So I thought leading on to dreams and what they mean, I thought it would be interesting to discuss how to you know, remember your dreams better because you can only fix your anxieties and fears and underlying issues that you're dreaming about if you remember the dreams and if you remember what you what you dreamt that night. So, you know, there's certain things to remember about dreams and when you're dreaming. And one of the things or a few of the things is that you need to fall asleep slower because if you're falling asleep too fast, it means that you're sleep deprived and it means that those early phases of sleeping are not being registered and those dreams are not being registered. And if you are not registering those early dreams, you're most likely to to forget the whole night. Um, contrary to that, if you are waking up too quickly, then um, like with an alarm or with a sudden jolt or whatever it may be, then you're more likely to forget your dreams. Also, the more bizarre your dreams are in terms of imagery and content, the, the harder it is to remember because, you know, you can't relate to the dream because it's, it doesn't exist in your real life. So anyway, so those are just some things to keep in mind to, to remember dreams. So there's six other things to remember and how to improve remembering your dreams. The first one is to go to bed according to your chronotype and be consistent with your typing. So your chronotype is people have certain cycles and different people have different cycles of sleeping and being awake. And you can do different tests and different things to discover what your chronotype is. And according to that, you need to stick to the schedule of when you are most likely to be awake and to be asleep. Um, it will help with falling asleep slower and waking up slower and ensuring that you could wake up without an alarm. As soon as you can do that, then you're already improving your dream memory. Number two is use the power down hour. Now that means give yourself 20 minutes to an hour before bed for relaxation. So that's where you put down your phone, you put off the TV and you're just in a, you do some meditation, you do some relaxation, you can even do some reading. Um, you can listen to music, it's not too bad, but if you are, you know, if your brain is overactive right before you go to sleep, your dreams will be disturbed, they won't be remembered, and it won't be a good night's sleep anyway. So powering down before you sleep is so important. Number three is when you wake up, don't don't jump out of bed. Don't like, you know, this is the, the issue a lot of people have as well, is because they have to rush to get to work. 
or to get to wherever they need to be. So they, you know, they wake up as late as possible. They bash the alarm, jump out of bed, put on their clothes or run out the door within five minutes. Um, and that is not the way to do it. So it, you need to take it slow. Um, you even you can even be drifting in and out of sleep. Um, and in those drifting in and out, it's so wonderful to start remembering what you're dreaming. Um, I quite I could do that quite often um, because I am quite a late sleeper. Um, I can wake up and drift back in. And when you're drifting in and out, you're in the same dream at that point and you can kind of take off from where you left off and it's quite wonderful. And that just helps with remembering the dreams. Number four, if you really want to remember your dreams, another trick is to drink three glasses of water before bed. So this is like an old classic, you know, staying hydrated, you know, activates the brain, activates, you know, the blood flow. Um, you know, it'll also prompt you to maybe get up throughout the night to go to the bathroom and that getting up naturally and going to sleep naturally throughout the night um you know wakes you up from your REM cycle and you go back into your REM cycle and that in and out also um without being you know disturbed um like aggressively disturbed will make you remember dreams so that's quite a good one as long as you don't not <laughs> as long as you don't not wake up and you pee your bed <laughs> but um i think for all adults i think we we can get past that um number five is repeat to yourself while falling asleep i want to remember my dreams um and that's just a conscious um reminder for yourself that you know I want to remember my dreams. I want to be there. I want to know what happens. Um, and your brain is powerful like that. Your brain is a tool that it goes so far beyond our comprehension that if you actually just talk to your brain, um, your brain will listen. And then the last one is as soon as you wake up, write down your dreams. Um, write down the, the very little amount that you might have remembered. And the more you do that, the more you'll remember and the more you'll be able to write down. So um, that's also a powerful one. Just have a little notebook next to your bed. Um, and as soon as you wake up, or even if you wake up in the middle of the night to take your pee, as they say, um, said before, then quickly write down or, or quickly draw a picture of what you saw. I know there's a woman who dr draws the most beautiful cartoons of her dreams every day. And it's wonderful. And she says it's just created such a beautiful world for herself um, in her waking life to to just grow as a human being so yeah so those are the six tips to remember your dreams better so now i'd like to bring in a friend of mine faisal and we'll obviously share all of his social media and personal details for you to follow him and he is really passionate about dreams he has really cool experiences about dreams and what dreams mean to him so i thought it'd be really nice to bring a segment in of him talking to you guys, chatting to you guys, and letting you know about his personal experiences, and maybe it'd be something that you guys could relate to. Hey Nadia, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is really a great opportunity to speak about one of my favorite topics, which is dreams. I love interpreting dreams and analyzing it. It's a great passion of mine. I'm not a professional, but I mean, I love doing it. However, let me tell you how I got into it, you know. I was in grade 11 and I had a dream that I fell out of a car and then I told my mom about it because I was so shook and it felt so real and my mom was like you know just ignore the dream you know it's bad luck to remember your dreams then two days after that dream 
we came, I came out of school. We used to go to my aunt that lived down the road from school. And one of the friends, they had a, they got picked up with a bucky and my brother was like, get on the bucky, we're going home. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And as I'm walking, so I'm walking behind the bucky because they're down the road so I can actually see what's happening. And as I see, everyone is jumping off. My brother's still on the bucky and the driver thought my brother was off and he pulled away. My brother fell, you know, he fell off from the bucking. And that, for me, I, that minute I thought, oh my gosh. Was that because I remembered the dream? That maybe that's the bad luck? And for many years I thought remembering a dream is very bad luck, you know? But then as years went by, you know, there was a little shop before I moved to Johannesburg. There was a little shop in, in Cape Town. It's a little Muslim store. And then I came across this book called Dreams and Interpretations. And that book changed my life, okay? Up until today, I use that book to analyze my dreams. And it's just amazing, you know? So, I mean, I used to go through, I used to have these dreams and stuff about my sexuality and all of those things. And that book helped me. I promise you, it really did. So there's two ways how I analyze a dream, okay? I, you can either do it the religious way or you can do it the spiritual way. So I usually compare the two. I find that the religious way is very biased to fitting you into the religious path that you can go. But I'm more lean to, you know, the spiritual way of analyzing a dream. And the reason why I do that is just because it gives you more tools to apply into your life and where you should be and everything. So that for me, that's, that's two ways that I analyze a dream. So, you know, for me, when analyzing a dream, I believe it's a key component um, in a process of becoming a whole person. I also believe that dreams, you know, it, it reveals our deepest desires and our deepest wounds. So when we analyze dreams, it helps us gain a deeper understanding of who we are as people. Not just that, you know, I trust my dreams. Believe your dreams. Analyze your dreams. I, if, if, I, can't, if I can hardly remember a dream, I, sit, I will sit quiet and I will take a book and I'll write it down. Like, for example, two, three days ago, I, I had a dream. I had a dream that I was buried. It's my funeral and I'm, I'm being buried. And that's, you know, I saw everything. I saw how I'm being buried. And I was scared to analyze it because I thought it was, you know, it's a really bad dream, seeing yourself being buried, you know. And then I analyzed the dream. And I came across analyzing the dream. And what it meant was, I will be free from a situation that I feel trapped in. And right now, at this very moment, I do feel trapped. I feel trapped that we're in this COVID-19 situation. There was a lot of stuff that I needed to accept and allow myself to see the situation for what it is, like it is what it is. And, you know, that I have to accept it. And once I accept all of that, I'll be free. And that's what I know what I need to do now. So that's how important it is to analyze your dream. It's a form of communication that comes to you somehow that no other way can be communicated to you. Also, there are two things. Not all good dreams is good and not all bad dreams are bad. Like, look at this one, you know. This was a bad dream for me, but it had a good meaning to it. So, yes, believe in your dreams, guys. And, you know, analyze it. 
come to me if you want to ask me i'll do it i'll take it my book you can go on the internet and analyze a dream it's just really really amazing i love dreaming i love my dreams i love analyzing it and let me tell you a little joke the minute if my husband's dreaming right if he dreams at night i literally wake him up and ask him do you remember what you were dreaming and i would write it down so the next morning i can say listen this is what you're going through and this is what you need to do like you know work is too much for you so that's subconsciously playing on your mind so you're going to bed with that idea you know so yeah i love analyzing dreams and it also is just makes your life a little easier because you're always sitting with that wonder like you know i wonder what was that dream about why would i dream about this why would i dream about that analyze your dreams is really important so yes thank you Nadia. this is so awesome thank you so so much Thanks to Faisal for really sharing some of his personal stories with us. And um, yeah, it just shows you how powerful and how amazing dreams are and that we should really just never, never take it for granted and never, you know, think that it doesn't mean anything. And if you stop, ever stop dreaming, um, you just really need to think about why that is and that you need to get that back because it's such a powerful tool to move forward in your life um, and to make your conscious and waking life just a little bit better so yeah some interesting stories and you know I loved chatting to you guys about all the meanings of dreams and where dreams come from and I think again it is just such a powerful mechanism and you know I think people take dreams for granted like you must never think that dreaming something is silly or, you know, that whatever you're dreaming has no meaning. You know, I'm a strong believer that your subconscious is either trying to tell you something or is saying something to you or you're trying to say something to your own brain. Um, you know, it's powerful stuff. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Again, I mean, we can keep talking about this forever. So there's so many other topics to to discuss, like the dip, different cycles of dreaming, um, your, you know, your REM cycle and lucid dreaming. And, you know, there's people that control their dreams, which is so cool. In your lucid dreaming state, there are people that are writing their own stories. And that must be quite a freaking powerful, powerful experience. So um, let me know if you enjoyed it and we can definitely have another discussion about it and um, delve deeper into it. So I thank you guys once again for joining us on the Chronicles of Nadia and I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Cheers.